Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today, uh, hold on, let me look at my notes. Are, are you, as, what I'm seeing is that we don't have any catastrophes to talk about today, is that correct? It has been 14 days without an incident. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a new record. Seems that, was, seems that was safe for this week. That's swell. <laughs> so we're just not going to mention that person's name this time. Yes, we're not, no. Um, not. We do have something cool to talk about that isn't, that isn't our regularly scheduled programming, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are finally reaching Digimon Tamers, Battle of Adventurers. I feel like I have been, like, building up to this, like, by saying, like, oh, next week on for, like, four weeks now. So we're finally getting <laughs> to it, even though, like, it's a pretty, like, mid-OVA overall. I don't but know. I, just... I, I actually like it. I think it's pretty darn good. I think both of Tamers' OVAs have, are very charming in their own ways. So It's charming, the... but... Even though this one's got some very silly plot elements and um, stuff that we're going to dig at a bit, um, I overall enjoyed it. I, I watched it twice, yeah. once in Japanese and once in English, and um, both times I, 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 I thought it was very pleasant. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice to watch. I enjoyed it. The animation is very good. Battles are dynamic. But, I mean, like, I guess I feel like it's better than Hurricane Touchdown slash Golden Digimentals, but, like, Absolutely. everything is... 100% is, is... So I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, judging based yeah. on that. Like, is it better than the worst one? And I'm like, well, I guess by default. <laughs> I guess. it. I really enjoyed it, too. Um, I think it's got a neat... Uh, it feels almost like it's more in the vein of... And the, and the title almost alludes to this, I feel like, where it feels more like an episode of Adventure. Or, or not an episode, rather, because it's an OVA, but it has that same sort of tone. It doesn't really fit the rest of team as, as a whole, but um, I think I think the characters are established enough that we can have a light throwaway adventure with them that isn't, you know, necessarily going to shake the world of the you know the world of Tamers to its core of do of dubious canon uh, qualifications. Yeah, I, I came away from this thinking I actually don't care if if this fits in canon or not. Um, which is probably a good thing for this kind of film. Whereas sometimes I come away from like seeing, like for example, some of the Dragon Ball Z like films, like the earlier ones, where I'm like, this, this doesn't seem right, <laughs> you know, uh, like the coolest <laughs> stuff and whatever. It just feels, it just feels off. Um, but but yeah, you there was nothing bio like that. Broly? Yeah, <laughs> I'm dissing all the Broly's except for the Super <laughs> Broly, the one that is canon and is actually good more importantly um <laughs> but yeah his power is maximum <laughs> he sucks he sucks <laughs> he's the worst not and not just because of his voice actor too well that doesn't help but but yeah um sadly sadly a lot of the characters... brother this guy stinks alarm on for this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay no, let's yeah, move well, away from maybe, problematic people like we said we would maybe, maybe keep that alarm in your pocket for when we do the dub of try sloan <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah. right yeah, that's right. Okay, be before we cover the OVA itself, we do have some news. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, talked much, so uh, we're reconvening for news. Uh, so first of all, the Vital Bracelet app is now in English. I don't have a Vital mm. Bracelet yet, but it's in English, so hey, maybe I'll get one now. Which helps with the fact that part two of this particular news bit... They are now selling the vital bracelet on like Amazon.com and stuff. I mean, like, obviously, you may not want to go to Amazon, but they are now selling them on, I guess, select US online retailers, let's say. Yeah. 
I don't particularly feel like giving Toei money at the moment, <laughs> or, or you know, Digimon <laughs> money at the moment. But um, you know, that's cool. I guess they're still not selling them over here, really, where I am. So I guess this news isn't for me. Yeah, sorry. I sometimes <laughs> I forget that you're all the way across the pond, as it were. I am. Yes, I am. I am even more distant from good Japanese merch and so on than the. I don't know. It's it fine. takes fifty days by steamship to get to you from Japan, so that merch <laughs> would take a long time to get there. Yes, exactly. And it also might just get caught in the Suez Canal again. You know, uh, there's always that possibility. <laughs> That sailor had the opportunity to do the funniest thing in history, and they completely <laughs> whiffed it. Oh, they, <laughs> they already make it through? Yeah, they made it through. Oh. Can, can you imagine being like the second mate on that voyage as the captain goes under the canal for the second time and just turns to you and goes, want to see something really funny? <laughs> I would be I would be getting my dance hall air horn like ready to like be blaring as he like like uh hits the sandbank. <laughs> yes. If if you are the captain of the of the ship that went through the Suez Canal, uh we're very disappointed <laughs> in you. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, they're, def- they're definitely listening to, <laughs> to this podcast. Uh, hey, hey our big fan Digimon. There's a long there's a long ride, you know. And you got to do something, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Why not queue up uh, 20 episodes of the Diginova cast? Yeah. Uh, so, Tom, we have a new Digimon that was announced, and I would like you to talk about this Digimon. Yes, you've caught me off guard here because I totally biffed and forgot the name of the actual <laughs> freaking thing, but I'm just going to look it up now. This Digimon is interesting. It's a plant-based Digimon. I'm going to try and describe what it looks like without... whilst keeping it PG. Um... This Digimon is called Hydromon, um, which kind of gives away sort of what it looks like. It is very much similar to the the Hydra of Greek legends. Um, you know, if you've seen Hercules and that, you'll you'll know what we're dealing with here. But this has got more of a plant theme to it, so it's more more of a botanic theme to it, and it's reminiscent of. So some people have compared it to Biolante, which I wasn't aware of, but this is like a kaiju from the Godzilla, you know saga or whatever you want to call it um you know it, it comes from that line of things and it's kind of similar in that vein yeah absolutely um it has a gigantic so basically what this is is it, it's like imagine like there's like a center mass where the heads sprout from so there's three heads as as the hydra tends to have three heads and these heads are like they have like a bunch of like weird eyeball looking things inside of them so when, when their mouth short it kind of looks like they've got eyes like two two pairs of that two pairs of eyes um and then when they open their mouth you can see there's just like a whole bunch of glowing orbs inside which is actually how i, I think that's what they're going for anyway so it's like it doesn't actually have eyes it's hard to describe um anyway so they've got these heads coming out of it there's these two plant-like claws coming from the base and in the middle of this mass mass that it's all growing from there's like a gigantic mouth or, or something akin to like a Venus flytrap, essentially, um, with like like teeth coming out and and so on. It looks a bit suggestive. I'm gonna say um, it's you know it's not it's not the prettiest thing in the world. Put it's it that got way. some uh, got some Dark Souls gaping dragon vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. like teeth. That one movie. Yeah, it the movie is, yes. teeth. 
the movie teeth. About yes, the woman the with teeth. Where she should not have teeth. <laughs> teeth. Everyone in the doctor's <laughs> office shouting. I've never seen them before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Girl, this is a weird... how those teeth work, though. <laughs> this is a weird Digimon. <laughs> I'm not sure how this design came to be, but here we are. Uh, Hydromon is here, and yeah. They took a look at Bialante and went, this needs to be more Yonic. <laughs> yes, this needs to be more... Uh... Yeah, I, re- I just realised now that like we have the word phallic, and there must be a word that describes like... Yeah, it's, you know, it's Yonic. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, okay. yeah. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day. Um, come to come to the, the, the Novacast. We're the most educational oh, podcast you, on the internet. I, I thought you were mispronouncing like <laughs> Canadian pronouncing Unic. No, yeah, Unic. Why O N I C? I thought it was something to do with Unix as well. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's <laughs> all right. All right. So that's that's Hydromon. Okay. I think the quality. I think the quality of the new Digimon that have come about as part of this DIM. Um, sorry, yeah, the DIM card stuff is pretty. I think overall, pretty solid. I, I like these designs. Yeah. And I feel like because there's not that many of them, I think they've put more force into each individual one. And it helps that they're in co- accompanied by some pretty pretty good-looking arse as well. So um, they, they're good. They're good. Um, it's nice to see more Digimon. Um, but yeah, no, I... Um, that, that's our stance that. on Digimon. <laughs> it's nice to see new Digimon. I just think they're neat. Yeah, and then it's and then it's me. It's me holding up one of the digi eggs. <laughs> the one, it's like the digi yes, egg okay, of um, I like that. the digi, the one with uh, the one that makes Radramon. Um, <laughs> which one looks the most like a potato? So. It's that one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, so from what I can tell, this is like in the canon Digivolution line of like Pomumon, who's like one of the new like uh, bird plant Digimon. Uh, little pink guy, and then Parasaurmon is the champion, and Teropiamon is the ultimate, where Hydramon is the mega. And I think it's it's got a very cool plant line, so I, I dig that. I just think plants are neat. I'm a big um, I'm a big I'm a big grass type Pokemon fan, so um, I like the plant based Digimon. So thumbs up for me, except for the you know unique quality. <laughs> Yonic, not Eunic. That's that's much Yonic. different. Yonic, sorry. I'm bad at words. So, are we ready to talk about Battle of Adventurers then? I don't think we have any last news, but if anyone has anything they want to say about Hydramon, speak now or forever hold your peace, I guess. <laughs> well, I, think, I think we've done. I think we've discussed it. So, we've got Battle of Adventurers to talk about. Um, Sloan. I believe you have a synopsis you'd like to you like to I go have through, a synopsis. To... So first of all, I think this is like the longest OVA so far at like 46 minutes. If it's not the longest, then it's like it's it's up there because that is a very long OVA. I thought it was like 50 minutes or so. Yeah, it's it's, it's just... listed as 50, but the the version I watched was 46 minutes, but I think they cut out some like credits they, they, and stuff. They do cut out a decent amount of footage from the the Japanese one because this okay. this only aired on TV in North America. It was never got like a DVD release, and because, you know, American TV has more ad breaks, they had to cut out some stuff to make it run in the hour time slot. Uh-huh. But okay. um yeah, so they nothing, nothing they cut is like important, but they did cut like 5 minutes worth of stuff. Okay, so we'll say an ambiguous 50 minutes. Yeah, from Fortis Work, the Japanese version that I have that includes the full credits and the full opening is about 51 minutes. 
Okay, so, you know, makes sense. You take all that out, take out some, uh, some chaff. 46 minutes. Anyways, so this is a trip. Uh, just for the record, uh, so this was aired in uh, Japan, July 14, 2001. In English, October 16, 2005. So this is like well after like even Frontier was over. Which, I mean, we've talked about the whole like Digimon moving to Jetix and Disney type of thing. But it is just wild to see that over four years later that they dubbed this. And as far as I am pretty sure, they got back the entire cast. Yeah, I mean, it probably helps that the the, the only re- recurring cast members are the main three trio, their Digimon, and then Johnny and Susie. And uh, Takato's parents. And Takato's I parents, believe, yeah. I think Susie was recast, but I'm not sure. Because it's I actually, sounded... I checked it. It's the same actor. She's just doing a different delivery. Yeah, I think... Here's my theory that I was thinking it's about better, in the shower sure. this morning. Because I think about uh, <laughs> awoke kid voices in the shower, as one does. So I think that it, since it's like been four years, I think that it was just like so long since Peggy O'Neill did a Hawokid voice that she just sort of forgot how to do it and then was sort of like making her way through as Susie. So that's that's my theory. That's just a theory. <laughs> An anime theory. I thought it was better than this. I don't know why, but it was nah. just less. It was less OTT while still being recognizably Susie Wong. So um, I kind of like that. I thought everyone else sounded pretty much identical, which is, you know, yeah. props to them. They did, they did a decent job. Um, and yeah, it was, I don't know, it, it's cool that they all came back. Um, and it was only like four years later. And then I think they were pretty much all active voice actors still. But but yeah, it's yeah. always fun to see. I know uh, the next one was a little different in terms of like some people didn't come back. But I think, um, I think so Frontier has a movie as well. And that was well, that was dubbed under the same circumstances. So, um, yeah, I think it was like four four movies in total that were, that had this had this treatment. Because you Disney, yeah, Revenge of Diaboromon, uh, Ballad Adventurers, Runaway Locomon, and uh, Island of Ancient Digimon or Lost Digimon. I who knows? It's Frontier. Who cares? <laughs> we'll care. We'll have to care soon enough. We have to care soon enough, but not for a good like <laughs> few months. Yeah. Six months. No. That's the sound of Scrafty resigning at the very thought of having to care about Frontier. Mm. I just, yeah, well, like every time we do one of these OVAs that were that was that were dubbed post Frontier, and they use the Frontier music because it's all that they have the rights to. I kind of like the Frontier music at the beginning. No, the, it got the like music this like nice good. vibe. It's good music. It just reminds me of what's waiting for me just over the horizon. Okay, that's fair enough. It's it's like bringing like the like the the war flashbacks type of thing. Yeah, it's 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 less war flashbacks and more like if you dated someone and you had like a song with that person. Oh. And then you broke up and you heard that song again. It just makes you feel kind of bad because you remember all the bad. That's things even that rougher. Happened. I feel like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me with Frontier. Whenever I hear that song, I just think about man, I'm gonna have to deal with that sexist bullcrap real soon, huh? Real soon. But until then, we have Digimon Tamers Ballad Adventurers. What happens in this film? So, this OVA starts with Omnimon confronting a Digimon named Mephistomon, who was formed from Apocalymon's data. And they start to fight. Omnimon's kind of jobbing a little bit. And then Mephistomon, like, finds a portal out of the digital world, like the Matrix world. And then is like, psych later. He jets out. And then we cut to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he really does. It's very, it's very humorous. <laughs> no, I just found that really funny. Uh, all right, sorry. 
Uh, so we cut to Takato packing for a vacation he's taking to visit his cousin Kai in Okinawa. So he's, of course, taking Gyomon along in his suitcase. Kagumon tags along. Henry and Terriermon are going because Henry is going to be visiting some underwater ruins and, like, you know, getting pictures, scuba diving, all that cool stuff. And so when they get to Okinawa, Henry and Takato split up. And we see a very, like, just absolute, just hated venture capitalist man who is being interviewed by a TV station about a V pet. So it's like a virtual pet. It's like a cute little dog. We see some, like, like some stuff about it of, like, this cute little dog running around, like, being fed. And so he is the, the inventor of it. The inventor, because uh, we'll see later. And Kai interrupts the live interview and nearly gets arrested and so does Takato but then the the venture capitalist dude bro is like haha you're potential customers I won't arrest you and so, you know he, he Zuckerberg and poses with the kids to look good for the cameras yeah he there is a reason he he really does have Zuckerberg feelings later on it's it's the reverse of when Bart and Lisa like like um um. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like it's like Bar- like Taichu and Bob getting pictures with Bart and Lisa or whatever happens in that episode. I think I might have been misremembering that, but it just it's just very much like here's an opportunity. Yeah, here's a, here's an opportunity to look good. Also, that dude yeah. looks exactly like Professor Elm from the Pokemon games. Um, oh my god, you're right. I didn't even know. Oh that. god, you are right. But he like Actually, has like the worst yeah. outfit. Like he's wearing like an orange blazer, like a Hawaiian shirt, and like some like I want to say like blue shorts or something. It's horrible. Like he, dude, dressed it. Dude dressed like a venture capitalist. Let's say that. <laughs> yes, he's dressed the ball. He's 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 on those real Lucky Palmer hours. Oh, oh god! All right, move on. That's a goddamn shirts. Move on. Got him. Anyways, so Takato and Kai are going back on a boat to like part of the island where him and his grandfather live. Kai just straight up jumps into the ocean, swims back, and Takato and Gilman are just heading on their way back. Takato, of course, very tired because he's been pushing this big old suitcase with Gilman in it, and Gilman instead decides to push him while Takato sleeps on the top, and Kai and Gilman meet, and Kai is all freaked out, but it's all good because Gilman is just a big baby, and everyone loves him. Takato wakes up at Kai's grandfather's house, and he notices Kai coming back with Gilman, and he's freaking out, like, no, like, Gilman, you're not supposed to be doing this, but Kai is taking all in stride. And so does, does his grandfather, who calls Gilman a talking dog, and, like, and they also joke about him thinking Kalamon is a flying dog, and Gramps isn't putting up with it. He's like, I'm leaving to make dinner. Y'all kids suck. And so, cut to Rika. Rika is hanging with her grandmother for a little bit, who's checking her email, and she's playing with the V-Pet dog, too. She's also got a really cute V-Pet dog mouse pad. I actually really want that so bad. It was really adorable. When I noticed it on my second watch, I was like, dang, that's a nice mouse pad. But anyways, Rumiko is in Paris for fashion stuff. We see a lot of Rumiko in this OVA, who... Her whole involvement is basically just a setup to, like, one, like, very tepid punchline, which I do kind of appreciate. But anyways, Renamon and Rika go to fight a strange Digimon, Terramon, at an oil plant at night, which is exploding, um, lots of danger. But, you know, Renamon and Rika, they deal with it, no problem. The next day, cut back to Okinawa. 
Gilmon and Calamon and Kai Takado, they're fishing, they're they're chilling, big chilling. Kai and Takado talk a little bit about like sort of their lives between Takado back in Shinjuku. It's Shinjuku that they're in, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. So he you know Kai's talking about like what he expects from his life in Okinawa, asking about Takado and Shinjuku. And then we see a girl on like a ski doo being chased by a Tylomon. So again, like more strange Digimon are showing up, but the crew gets on a, a boat, saves the girl who gets tossed into the water and whatnot. Gilmon ends up beating Tylomon with very little trouble. They go back to Kai's grandfather's house, you know, so that way she can rest because she just like fell underwater. She's been through a lot. Takada was looking for information on her, goes to look in her bag and finds a plastograph laptop and it shows the VPET application that everyone's been using. Now, cut back to Shinjuku. We have Suzy on her computer playing with a V-Pet, but she hates it. She can't stand it. She wishes Terriermon was there instead. John Yu was like, yeah, these V-Pets, really annoying, huh? And there's also this bit where throughout Tokyo, there are computer viruses sort of going after, like, city systems, like traffic, shutdowns of desktop computers that happens to Suzy's computer. John Yu is on the phone with Henry being like, I think it's the V-Pet that is virusing up all of the stuff. Which, he's like, I'm going to handle it. Which is also just kind of weird because after that, like, John Yu kind of, like, pieces out for the rest of the movie. So then, the girl wakes up that the the group of Takado Kai, Gyomon, and I guess Kalamon say, her name is Minami, and we see that she has a, a, a nightmare of when she lost her puppy in a storm off the coast, like, very dark. I did not expect to see puppies drowning in my Digimon OVA, but here we are. So then she sort of starts to talk with Takado about the V-Pet, and she's like, oh yeah, like, this is like my, this looks like my late puppy, May. And she's like, yeah, my father created it as a replacement, but it'll never replace my dog. And... I guess she was also told to, like, take that laptop and run away for some reason because it contains the original V-Pet. And so as this happens, a we see some more Digimon come out to try and attack Minami. We had a Scorpiomon who Gilmon squares up with, and then we have Divermon who both Kai's grandfather and Kai try to go up against, but, you know, Divermon is too strong, just straight up one-shots them each. And he's running off with Minami. Diamond just punches this old man in the face. It's and so good. Him. <laughs> it's I, I, that moment is so much funnier in the sub because it starts playing like it's, the 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 battle music starts up and he's like, like does a flying kick towards him and as soon as he gets slapped down it just fades out. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's pretty, incredible. That's pretty funny. It, it's that's great. It, it's really good. I love I love it when the. The sub plays with music like that, because I don't think the dub ever does anything that funny yeah, with the Yeah, they've done that a lot in the OVAs, and I really appreciate that, but yeah, we just straight up see Gramps get bodied, no trouble. Like, that was like a, a one-hit KO, perfect 10-0 matchup, no sweat. But Gyomon manages to take down Scorpiomon, Divermon runs away with Minami, but out of the computer, the island's guardian, Caesarmon, uh, Caesarmon jumps out. And he straight up stomps on Divermon and just just kills it. Just it glows and then blows up. And they're like, oh phew, like Minami is okay. And but the strange thing is Caesarmon knows Minami's name and everyone's kinda like a little confused. But then out of nowhere, 
Mantine bursts in, just straight up kidnaps his child <laughs> all the way from another yeah. franchise. Says, That's not Mantine. I'm Pokemon now. That's not Mantine. That is, uh, is it, it, Manta Raymon. It's, it's, it's literally called Manta Raymon, which is like, geez, you oh, could have been at least a little bit creative. <laughs> no way. I, am, I appreciate right. that. I was, cause I was like thinking, like, as I was taking my notes, I'm like, is that just Mantamon? And I look up, I'm like, Manta Raymon. I'm like, I love Digimon so much. It is so stupid. <laughs> That's dumb as bricks. Well, to be fair, Digimon names either A, just literally what it is, plus Mon, or B, just something, just a completely unrelated word, plus Mon. Yeah, some, like, some Latin well, word that like vaguely relates to it. <laughs> What does yeah, Greymon exactly. mean? <laughs> like, what's that about? Uh, he's the color gray. Duh. We covered no, that in our adventure no, episodes. That's not <laughs> not even remotely true. That's totally what it is. I just think some. I just think sometimes the localizations are hilarious too. There's a good good example in this one where the dub calls it Caesarmon. It's like, what what the hell is a Caesar? Like this, <laughs> like, like the salad. Like... It's <laughs> it's supposed to be like Shisa, like the the Japanese guardian deity. But for some reason, they call it Caesar. <laughs> Like it sounds like an Australian. It sounds like an Australian person trying to say seesaw. No, it's, just, it's like this. Don't worry, it's like the salad. Anyways, <laughs> cut back to Shinjuku. Renamon and Rika are fighting more strange Digimon, and we also see the like V pet dogs turning into like cute little like baby demons, and they're taking over all the networks in like Japan and the world over. We're gonna see more on that later. But Renamon and Rika go up against Blue Maramon. And then we see Henry and Teradamon, who witness a boat just straight up explode, and they get knocked back by the boat explosion. And Gargomon has to face a Beedramon, and they they manage to win, but then they are informed by disembodied Omnimon's voice. And also Kalamon, who came back all the way from Okinawa to, to Shinjuku to help out Rika and Renamon. And they are just they they are disappeared from, from sight. So, Takato, Kai, Gilmon, and, and Caesar Saladmon, Caesamon, I'll, I'll say. It's it's Caesamon in, uh, in the Japanese version, right? It's Shisa. It's pronounced like Shisa. Shisa? Okay. Yeah, okay. She's, I'll, I'll pronounce it like that because Caesar Saladmon. That's <laughs> not feeling it. So, Shisamon, they're all going to try and find Minami, and they end up discovering like this this cave this watery cave and there's a manta ray mon and a depth mon so gilmon draws the ground mon destroys them she's she's mon helps and they enter this like interior of like the nuclear reactor they're like on like the metal gear solid 2 base or something <laughs> uh yep and more armor digimon are attacking uh, our cello mon is literally one shot by ground mon it's pretty impressive and then we see with a glass window in an enclosure, we see Minami's father, Takahito, and Tomashiro, the venture capitalist, Lucky Palmer, inspiration, being held there by three Digimon, by a few Digimon. Baronmon, Sepikmon, Peepismon, and Ponchomon. Everyone's favorite Ponchomon. Wait, Everyone's sorry. favorite culturally sensitive cactus. Hold the phone. Yeah. Peepismon. Like the room. Yeah, I, I made a joke about this on the official Novacast Twitter account. Oh, I thought that Novacast. was Tom that made it. Okay. No, I, I was made like, it. Okay, well, good. that's a good poll. I can make good jokes I can sometimes. Did I didn't the say you can't. Did the McElroys name it? Like, I, why, why Peepus? They named like, it after the room, of it's, course. No, it's named after the, the Peepus Drill bat? No, it's named after the room, I'm oh. pretty sure. Okay, okay. Either, of the, either of those explanations sound better to me than the Mac 
the McElroys named it. Okay, so that's 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 Griffin, fine by me. Travis McElroy traveled back in time to let us know how to play Among Us. Anyways, <laughs> he's so, very yes. Uh, yeah. Carry on. Baronmont is demanding the vaccine to the V pet, which Takahito created as a kill switch to just instantly destroy all the V pets in an instant, just kill all those digital doggies because they are all viruses. And Takahito refuses. He says, I am keeping this vaccine all to myself. And he straight up punches Poncho Mon, which I love. That man is real intense. He's so but woke. then he But <laughs> He's yeah. So woke. He's straight straight for all the actually technically they're all racially insensitive Digimon, really, if you think about it. So Well King Takahito Uehara. We have to stand. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. I, I legit forgot that Baramon can just like fire friggin' missiles out of its stomach. Out of his booba? <laughs> Like, it, I think it's supposed to be like a Mazinger reference because I think Mazinger can do that, but it's a weird Digimon to, to give it's that power. It's called Storming Knives, but I didn't think knives. I just thought missiles, like from his from his from his chest and tummy. So yeah. Anyway, so Minami is also like in this room where like lasers are shooting at her because Baronmon just said, "I am going, just you know, all the way. If we're gonna do this, if we're gonna threaten this man, we might as well go up to eleven instantly." And Takato's group, they're fighting through, and a, a wall breaks, so waters are flooding in. They rescue Minami, and Takato starts to think, like, oh yeah, I think Shisamon digivolved from your V-pet. Takahito explains to the kids, like, yeah, like, so I found out that, like, there were just viruses all throughout these V-pets, and so I made a, a very specific vaccine program to destroy it all instantly. But it's very specific, and also made me a target to be attacked by Digimon. So Tomashiro comes in and he's like, wow, like y'all should give me that vaccine. And Gilmon's like, Grandma's like, yeah, that's a Digimon. So he's like, okay, I'm a Digimon. And we find out all along he was Mephistomon. And we get some like really cool body horror of Mephistomon's body with like a dude's head. And it's super unsettling and I love it. Yeah, and then it like tucks its head into its own neck, like it folds its face inside out so that it yeah, it folds in like one months. head. It like brings out the other head. It's really good. Like that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. If you need a villain in a pinch, Satan is a good one to go for. Uh, you know, <laughs> honestly, just, just in a pinch. Just, yeah, just throw that out there. Do you think that Lucky Palmer saw a literal demon wearing a Hawaiian shirt and said, "Yeah, that's my, that's me, <laughs> that's, that's the vibe." Me. That was when he met. That's when he met uh, Mark Zuckerberg for the first time. <laughs> that's how. That's how that went. That's yeah. That sounds right, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Mephistomon captures Isamon and helps Steve evolve him into Labramon. Who even more? That's just Minami's puppy May. Like that's just blatantly May. And then we see like all throughout the world, like. The, the, it's getting worse. The V-Pets are, like, eating up plane navigational systems. They're interrupting surgeries, which I don't know why you're having your V-Pet on, like, your, you know, your surgical equipment. But... It's, it's the, the patient requested it. It's for moral assistance. Okay. <laughs> Sir, I need my emotional support V-Pet while I go into this <laughs> surgery. Otherwise, I will die on the table and you'll be to blame. <laughs> you'll be to blame. Exactly. There we go. So... We see this cool thing of the group, all of them now, uh, Kai, Takahito, etc., etc., etc. Tame. Oh, the other tamers, Rika and, Re and Henry, almost forgot about them. They are like yeeted in by Omnimon, who like 
plot exposition is them to be like, oh, this is Mephistomon, and he ran from another dimension, but I can't help, so I have to just send your friends over type of thing. Yeah. Very, very just has to be how it has to be. They they were writing some excuses, I think. So Mephistomon sends them to like this like underwater digital world. Looks very cool. There's like you see like all of these things like ships, planes that are being that were taken over by the viruses. And Graumont ends up dropping a, a an entire Titanic on Mephistomon. It seems like it destroys him. And then we have Minami crying over Labramon because he's dying. And she calls him May, which activates the vaccine and instantly destroys all the Digimon and V-Pets and everything. Everything is back normal and fine, which is when we get the amazing punchline to like the four times we see Rumiko in this OVA, where she wakes up from her flight that like was kind of going haywire because they didn't know which way they were flying, where she's like, man, these long flights sure are boring. Waka waka. But then we Maybe see- she knew. She knew. Mephistomon has digivolved into Gulfmon, and he's just, he's way too powerful. You know, he's mega level. They can't do anything about it. But Kalamon is there, and he helps all three of the partner Digimon. Matrix digivolve into Ultimate, and they just straight up, they use Trinity Limit. They just use the Kingdom Hearts 2 Trinity Limit to defeat Gulfmon. They pull a super move out of their ass, which is never seen again. Yeah, they they basically (laughs) pull, like, the DHC, like, level 3 into, like, two level 1s or something. Yep. They, I mean, they use all their super meter to do this, and so Gulfmon is defeated, the fake digital world is destroyed, they 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 swim up from the sea, and they've saved the world, and now they need a vacation from their vacation. Calamon yes. says, that's all, folks, and that is all, folks. That is the entire OVA. I'll notice that Gulfmon is a lot like uh, Venom Myotismon, and that's got a big old mouth right where its dick should be. Yeah, I was yes. thinking that, and I looked up, I was like, wait, like, who voiced uh, Myrosmon again? So Richard Epcar just has a typecast yep. for, like, uh, demons who digivolve into monsters with crotch monsters. And I appreciate, yeah. like, if you if you got a stereotype, you might as well go for it. Not ser- <laughs> If you got a typecast, you might as well go for it. Exactly. Make it work for you. This OVA, I think, is it, especially the Japanese version at times comes across like a, a, a travel video for Okinawa and I'm <laughs> yes. okay with that. I like the vibe. I like the warm tropical feeling that yeah. this, this OVA has. Like, like I want to go to Okinawa now. So yeah, it's like, I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain and think about like, even in the earlier seasons where like they were explicitly stranded on an island that had like a tropical climate, didn't feel like this warm and summery <laughs> compared to this OVA. Yeah. Yeah. That was more distinctly like they were stranded, you know. It was yeah. more like a the, more of like a yeah that kind of thing. Whereas this is this is obviously a, a vacation. Yeah, that, that was that was more castaway, and this is more like I don't know the perfect getaway. Again, Sarah Marshall. <laughs> vacation, all I ever wanted. God, I yeah. want I want to see Takato make a Muppet uh, Gilmon now. I think this is a really smartly made film for what it is like I, I think I, i'm gonna keep calling it a film because it does have that feeling even if it's not feature length. they were obviously tasked with creating another digimon ov8 put in put in uh theaters over in japan uh you know much like they had done before with our war game etc and you can tell that they were like working with something which didn't really lend itself well to that kind of plot interruption and to be fair i guess o2 
O2 didn't really either because you ended up with like Hurricane Touchdown, a very messy film, which I don't really think fits in well. But this kind of works, even if it's like how it's it's hard to imagine this actually fitting into their canon based on like the story uh, it tells and so on, and, and the story of Tamers as well. But it kind of says, well, okay, we're going to do something which is very much a break from the rest of the show. So why not do an actual break? Like, well, let's have the kids go on vacation, or at least two of, two of them, um, and, you know, kind of move the action away from what's going on normally. It does, however, get to the point where it's not separated enough, and it has good ideas. I'm just kind of thinking... I kind of wish this was longer and like it was more actually tied into the main narrative because I could see it having there's a lot of stuff here which really comes really close to really working for me um, and I kind of wish it was more fleshed out um, as it is it's kind of like a glimpse of something that could have been a lot better and then as it ends up it just ends up being like kind of a sort of fan service you know extended episode of the show, or, or or not even Tamers, but more, it feels more like Digimon Adventure or something like that. It's got more of that sort of feeling. Um, so it's an interesting thing, and I liked it a lot more than I remember liking it before when I previously watched it. Um, I think previously it just felt not very essential. This time, it didn't. That didn't really matter to me. It was just a nice, uh, a nice sort of change of pace. It's it's just some unrestrained summer fun, baby. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Exactly. It's, it's got those beach vibes. Uh, while I've been indoors all summer, uh, just depressed, I get to see everyone just yucking it up and having fun. Except, like, Rika really doesn't do, like, she's just chilling at home. But, you know, Henry's, like, yeah. going, like, underwater, like, ruins diving, which is rad. I guess Rika has the excuse of the next OVA is mostly focused on her, so maybe they just... That's true. They were planning that <laughs> and didn't want didn't to go too nuts with, with, with they her screen time in this. Gee, Rika, how come your mom gives you two OVAs? They couldn't do that. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Um, speaking of uh, Henry going out, going on his underwater ruined vacation, I find it interesting here. They kind of play up the class divides between. Well, not, they didn't, I don't think it's necessarily intentional, but like playing there is, up the class the, divide. The class, the class divide on show. Well, not even class divide, but like I guess the wealth divide at least on show between Decato and. Um, you know, Henry. Because Henry's going on this, what by all accounts sounds like a more extravagant you know, holiday. Because he's, you know, he's going scuba diving or whatever. It just seems very expensive. <laughs> I guess. Compared to Takato, who's basically like slumming it with his his uncle who lives in a shack, shack by the beach. You know, it's... <laughs> sorry, not his uncle. He's his, grand, his grandpa. So No, his cousin. So that's well, like his, 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 his great his great uncle or whatever. I don't know. How do these things no, work? No, I think it, I think that's his. I think that's his granddad. I think that's his granddad, and because they would have. I the guess same it depends granddad on if, if it's paternal or maternal. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. But either way, they if you know if you us. know how family dynamics work, right into the Novacast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it, sort of. <laughs> Sometimes, um, no, right I think into this the Novacast. Um, yeah, well, yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, I will do. Um, the, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think that's interesting. Uh, it, it doesn't really have anything to say about it, but I think sometimes in the show, it's like, kind of forget that, like, oh yeah, Takato 
comes from well, Takas comes from working class background. That's that's really obvious. I think but Henry Henry is well off. <laughs> you know, his dad's got. I don't know what his dad currently does other than you know getting involved in the monster maker stuff. But he's obviously had a had an extensive. You know, I think he's, and, he's some kind of like background. Yeah, he's, he's some kind of programmer or businessman. Because there was in that recent episode we covered, um, he talked about how he, he his office was moved, so he definitely works at an office. Yeah, the thing that made was wild to me is that Henry is like okay, he's like twelve years old. He is going on an underwater like ruins diving trip, getting his own hotel room. Like, bro, like. Yeah, y'all are sending your twelve-year-old kid with his stuffed animal <laughs> to go hunt for underwater. Like what? Well, we know at this point in the timeline, we know that John Yoon knows that Terrier Mon's real. So maybe he's that's, like, yeah, I can fair trust. Enough. I can trust the little bunny dog with my with my <laughs> smart son. I don't know, but also, why does that hotel? Why does he need like two queen beds in that hotel room? Does Terrier Mon <laughs> demand his own bed? Listen, listen he's not a gay. He's not going to sleep with another man. Even if that man's the little bunny man. You don't know that Henry could. I don't know him and Takata are pretty good I friends. Think, I think Terry Amon just demands just demands space. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he has to put up with Susie so much that he's like, "Hey, John, you give me my own bed." It was yeah, it was Terry Amon <laughs> who went no homo. I I ain't sharing a bed with a man. Are you saying Terry Amon is yes. problematic? I'm not saying he's problematic. He's just very insecure. Terry Amon kind of you know from the from the last Digimon team is thing we we covered. <laughs> I think that kind of stacks up. So, wait, um, what was the la- wait? What are you talking about? Twenty twenty one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, T- Terry Mon kind of had. Uh, I I'm not even. I was like, was this like, I'm like, was was Terry Mon saying that like he's not attracted to Leo Mon or something? I'm like, what did I miss? Terry Mon just just saying pause way too often, um, or something. On um, on a more positive <laughs> and um, you know representative note i i do like how they went out of their way to portray kai and his granddad as both being um indigenous okinawans yeah that was really that was really cool yeah like they've they've got um like visibly darker skin tones than any of the other like mainland japanese characters and at one point in the sub they even speak uh the okinawan language okay they're like they're just very briefly to each other i think i, I believe it's called uchinaguchi i'm very uh, sorry if I, I pronounced that wrong, but um, yeah, I thought that was that was a cool little uh, detail that actually showed that like the people making this cared somewhat about accurately representing the culture they were portraying. Right. I. Oh yeah, I, I, I thought I thought that was nice that they. It was cool to see more of Takato's family as well. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought they were nice. I think they were a fun addition for this, and and it was nice to sort of. Again, not just speaking of speaking of the filmmakers here being smart enough to know that they needed to distance themselves from the show uh, a fair bit. Like it made sense to have these characters come in and be like sort of like guest characters as such. But they were they felt they felt compelling. Um, and I liked the overall. It, it was interesting that they didn't end up mattering that much in the grand scheme of things. They were more like <laughs> they were more like. Um, um, vehicles i guess to get to get to kato to the place where he would meet the actual important characters which is uh um oh my god i've forgotten her name what's the, what's the name of the, the name of the girl minami minami yeah. uehara yeah so so there's yeah so there's nami and then there's oh minami sorry and then there's um 
Shishamon. Shishamon? Shishamon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I find. So this is what I meant when I said I I think this has good ideas, which I wish more more, more fleshed out. I think the whole um, VPAP thing is really cool. The idea of like an alternative Digimon thing, especially in this especially in this uh, in this fiction where you've got you know actual lore explaining how the Digimon came to be created and so on. It's really interesting to have like an idea of someone else basically doing the same thing again, and like the effect that has. I feel like they kind of don't. They both don't go as far with it as they could do, and they go as far with enough with it as they probably can do within the space of this 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 uh, forty fifty minutes or so that they've got to play with. Um, but I thought it was interesting, and I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of kind of wished we could see more of it and, and more sort of build up to them going crazy <laughs> and, you know, starting to yeah. eat data everywhere and so on. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what did you both think of that this, like, conceptually? Yeah, I, I honestly, I think, I think it's, it's, they, they make some interesting creative decisions in this. And I think it's, I'm glad that they actually, like, like you said, like distance it so far from the rest of the show to give it its own like unique identity. Yeah, I I definitely I definitely agree. I think it's pretty neat. Um, we get introduced like the design of like Labramon, who I think is pretty neat. I like I like Shisamon's design a lot too. But yeah, I think the V pet is like a good like like sort of its own like its own um thing to uh, have as like a a major plot point. And like sort of, sort of a villain in a way, and yeah. because it's also it is yeah it is as you said like it is pretty closely related to Digimon in a sense, but it's like it's like oh like it's basically like, again venture capitalists looking at Digimon and saying like I can do that and then makes worse Digimon with malware. Yeah, it's it's so funny when um, Minami's dad goes. So I did some research and I found out that every virtual pet had a virus inside. It's like, bro, you didn't do anything about that. <laughs> Like he no, he had he to. Ha- he had to. He had to put a a special uh, voice activated uh, uh, word command in uh, the in the virtual dog. Like it's yeah, it's so funny. It's like so you knew this was gonna happen, but you still shipped it anyway. Which you know, I guess is is true to life with how um, venture capital tech actually works. Still. I think the the way yeah. I, I sort of uh, interpreted it was that he found it after they had like been shipped. But maybe it's made more yeah. clear in the sub. But like it made I, it, it sound it more really like it really isn't. Like the sub just made me more convinced that he he found it. He while was he just was like, okay, whatever. It. Oh, fair enough. He found it while he was working on it, and he's like, this might be a problem someday, but it might not be. So I'll make something just in case. <laughs> I think it would have worked a lot better if they had this idea of. No, no, sorry. I think it would have worked a lot better if he would. Um, Minami's dad was like aware of. The fact that he was essentially working for slash with or like you know he was the Digimon had like making themselves known to him and were like actively like blackmailing him or something or you know threatening him to and the, so they're doing like the Rogue One thing yeah they were like they were like making him put the virus in but he like found this like sneaky way to build a failsafe but now they found about yeah. it and uh, found out about it and here we are like they're going after his daughter. Like you said they would like they they could they could have done something like that where you know yeah the rogue one yeah exactly that's that's like the best comparison um and 
that would have made it all click just a little bit better. I always feel like sometimes these these OVA plots just need like an extra draft or like an extra pass to like really get everything to click into place. Uh, because yeah. there's just some stuff that just feels a bit too fuzzy, and that kind of happens again here, like it did in Revenge of Diaboramon, and like absolutely 100% did, like several times over in Hurricane Touchdown, Golden Digimentals. So, I feel like if you just yeah. took out like those like five minutes that like we were looking at like Rumiko like asleep on the plane, and you put that to anything else, it would have helped a lot. It's funny that they, they didn't cut those out in the dub. Instead, they cut out um, an extended sequence of Takato and Kai uh, fishing together. Oh, I would have liked to see that. I don't need to see Rumiko like asleep on a plane and then making a her doing her waka waka afterwards. They, I think it makes sense. Like the the, the, the Takato scene, I didn't I didn't see it for myself, but based on the description, it sounds like inessential. Whereas I think the, uh, the, the Rumio stuff. Um, it's something where, like, it's obviously set up, set up so that later on, that's a, uh, you know, a dangerous situation which needs to be resolved. So, um, it kind of, it kind of puts the whole, oh no, the Digimon are eating, the V pets are eating all the data and so on. It kind of puts that into the perspective of like an actual threat to like uh, a main character's life, and like something that a main character would care about. So we kind of see why they yeah. keep that in, um, but. But yeah, regardless, I think it would have been nice if they just, you know, dubbed it fully and, you know, give it like, you know, put an extra 15 minutes on the block or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it just seems odd to me, but I, ca- I kind of get the decision there. Can I just say, uh, Takado being like, wow, Kai, you know what Digimon are? It's like, bro, he just lives on Okinawa. Like, he's he doesn't live in a cave, my guy. Like, that's kind of like harsh. It's a bit racist, Takado. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 pretty sussy, Takato. <laughs> I do think like one thing that I've always thought would be hilarious is there there are so many plots that revolve around you know evil corporation is going to make evil product, and when an evil product becomes popular around the world, it'll release their evil plan. And it would be so funny if like the, one of them just pulled a QB and just completely failed. <laughs> Or Quibi, or whatever that dumb streaming service is called. Oh, I thought you meant Quibi from Madoka Magic. And I was no. like, wow, this is going to get dark then. No, I mean, like, one of the products just, like, completely yeah, flopped Quibi or and whatever. no one bought it. That would be such such a bad ending. Like, that, that, would, be, that the... would be something <laughs> where you have to, you're building up to it. Like, oh my god, are they actually going to release the code or whatever, or all that? And it eventually happens, and it's like, oh no, the villains won. And it's like, no, the villain lost because no one cared. Because Chrissy Teigen was on a... Quibi, so no one cared. <laughs> the that villain was such lost an no one pre-ordered the Google Stadia. No! <laughs> Yo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that would be funny. God, yeah. And then once I imagining... talk about how game design should, how streamers should pay game designers, then it releases the virus. <laughs> Wait, no one bought the product. The virus isn't released. God, thinking thinking about the alternate universe where the Ouya was a huge success and released a super virus into the internet. We're overlapping here. We're we're trying to dunk on too many things at once. <laughs> Which, Look, you can't um, dunk on enough venture capitalist uh, scumbags and the like. Okay. I want to raise something about the V-Pets, which has been bothering me ever since I watched this. They're just Bonzi Buddy. They're just what? They're just Bonzi yeah, Buddy. It, it is just Bonzi Buddy, but with, like, somehow more viruses. Yeah. 
or somehow a less virus. It's like there, there is a virus, but there isn't. So, did you just look up Bonzi Buddy? I did. I I see. I know yeah. what it is, but I've I, I've never known it as Bonzi Buddy, so that's why I was like, what? The purple ape. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very familiar with the name. Also, I can't really hear that without hearing it in um, Joel's voice. Um, when from his like Windows <laughs> XP destruction videos or whatever. Yeah, his, um, his Windows XP destruction speed run. <laughs> <laughs> he just hates that Bonzi buddy so much. Um, yeah, I, 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 they are literally just that, especially with them like floating around the screen and like getting in the way of like important shit. Have <laughs> um, off. Um, I did. I did find it fun that they, um, on a bit <laughs> more positive note, I find it fun that they kind of like continued on the trend of stuff seen in our war game and so on of like, you know, the villain, the villainous Digimon interacting with the internet, but like rather than just trying to like do an our war game, but for tamers um, or yeah. something that like dull, they they kind of just you know that's an aspect of this film, but it's not like it's like a nice visual throwback sort of to see the. Digimon literally eating stuff. Sorry, the V pets just eating stuff up on the screen rather than, you know, like a more boring uh, visualization of that same sort of thing. So uh, that was fun. I like I liked that, and it 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 kind of keep means there's some like continuous DNA between the various Digimon films or OVAs, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them have that going on. See, my thing is with Omnimon, I think it's neat that Omnimon is there. It, it is. It feels kind of like obligatory and fan service I guess. Yes. But my is. thing is... 100%. Within the, within the, the dub um, universe, uh, they clearly know about the series, so why aren't they marking out like, Oh man, it's Omnimon, and he has the same voice actor, so you think it's that Omnimon? Like... <laughs> If you okay, even if, about... even if they don't do about that, <laughs> oh if you're thinking, just... if you see Omnimon and you're a Digimon fan, if you're just instantly marking out, like I don't know, That's I true. don't know you. Well, Takatsu, if you're flying never... through through cyberspace with Omnimon, how are you not like just like just screaming the whole time? Does Takatsu see Omnimon? I can't remember. No, Omnimon talked to him, but Takatsu will be the one who marks out about it. Like I think Henry is more composed. Uh, and also, the and Rika just doesn't. She's like, point, whatever. Right? She's like, I, I like, I like Imperial Dramon more. She's probably like, just, just to be contrarian. <laughs> but she'd only, say, yeah, she'd just say that to him. She wouldn't actually believe it. She, she'd just say it just to be, a, just to be a bitch. So, yeah. did, did I ever think that the sound mixing on Omniwan's voice was really weird in this one? Like, it didn't yeah, sound it, layered. It, it just sounded like Kirk Thornton talking <laughs> very, very loudly. Yeah, the the thing I thought was that they China, were doing yeah. like the split voices, like how the sub does it, of like it's one talking at a time. Because I didn't really hear them like talking as one, more as like uh, you would hear either Lex Lang or you would hear Kirk Thornton. See, I I didn't hear Lex Lang at all. I just, I just heard Kirk Thornton the entire okay. way through. I kind of thought it was fine, but also I'm really not I'm really not familiar with. I don't feel like I'm familiar with Omnimon talking. Like I know yeah, he that does was with, do that was the thing in, with me. All war, all war game, like, but but it's mainly just him barking his attacks, um, yeah, you know, trans- tra- transcending sword and all that. Um, but it, it's not like that. There's not that much of it, and obviously, it's also it's also kind of drowned out a lot by let's kick it up. <laughs> so yeah, I don't remember it much, but yeah, I, I think only one being in this is absolutely like a mandate from the studio or something, especially because they're taking a risk with like. A show focused on new Digimon, well, with the exception of Terrymon, I guess. 
Especially since like this is this is canonically the, the same Omnimon from Adventure who somehow has transcended what? dimensions into the Tamers universe. Back up. Explain that. What, what, how was that like established? Because or... he he mentioned that um... Apocalymon. Yeah, he mentions he mentions Apocalymon and that Apocalymon was the one who uh, like spawned Mephistomon. and like yeah. The, the the specific lines he uses are the same lines that Apocalypse uses to describe himself and adventure in the sub. Okay. That is Yeah, in weird. in the dub, I remember it being very blink and you miss it, like, you formed yourself from Apocalypse, you can't get away, and then Mephistomon is just like later, and then he just like yeets away just, like I through mean, a portal. Yeah, I, I heard that in this in the dub, but I, I, I just figured it was like a reference to a, a teamer's Apocalypse, you know, like a because obviously you know Digimon from Adventure show up in the Tamers all the time, and but like they're like they're like new versions, so I just figured it was like Omnimon had been fighting a Pokemon, and there was like an ongoing feud. I didn't think it was like well established or anything. I didn't think it was good writing really, but I just figured that's what was going on. Not that there was a direct link from this to Adventure, um, which I kind of hate to be honest. <laughs> there's like, there's like one. There's like one thing that I can kind of tolerate when it comes to connections from teamers to other stuff, and it's uh, it's Rio, who we're gonna, who we're obviously gonna meet later. But other than that, I have words I about go. Rio. I don't oh, know. I already have words but ready. I think I think Rio's cool, but it's been a while, so maybe I'll, I'll change. My we'll mind. get to it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, but uh, it was nice to see Omnimon. I kind of find it hilarious that he's just basically like a taxi service. <laughs> the kids um and they have he's, like zero he, he, yeah you definitely get the feel like he's here for the branding and nothing else they, they wanted to use him yeah. for the, the minimum amount of time possible i like he's, i like the animation to... with him he looks very, like the the art style looks very yes. good with him he's there to give the new kids the rope and you know it's, it's nothing to do with you know he's not he's not there to to get the push himself he's just there to you know um sorry i've got i've got wrestling on the brain so <laughs> it's uh so, like, it wasn't just me, right? So, I mentioned this earlier. So, Ponchomon, obviously, very obvious, like, racial caricature. But I kind of thought all the other ones were as well. Like, there was that one that not, just kind of looked like... Peepismon. Sepikmon, maybe not Peepismon. Sepikmon. Maybe not Peepismon. But, like, the other... Like, there was the one who looked like like some sort of, like, African tribal character or some sort. Yeah, the, se- se- the, the one with the mask and, like, the boomerang. Yeah, oh, oh, I guess it was maybe meant to be like Aborigine or something, but... Yeah, yeah okay, that, so uh, that according right to me. the wiki, it is resembles a monkey wearing the clothing of the Aborigines of Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Yeah, Yikes. okay. No. Now that, you, now that I'm, you know, putting all the pieces together, yeah. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no. just, I'm just going to say, not, not great. Not a fan of that. No. Um, so yeah, I'm, the, I'm, sorry, I'm, just, I'm just looking up trying to remind myself of the other ones um i do i do i'm always a fan of like seeing like the armor digimon because i think a lot of their designs are really solid and i'm glad that they're just like let's just put a bunch of armor digimon in this movie as like as like some like one note like villains type of thing like Terramon is cool tylamon tylamon mantine always a mantine fan i have been (laughs) since gen 2 yes they were deathmon is just the dude without legs so i appreciate that yeah, okay, the, the other one was Baromon, which is like the Baronmon, sec- yeah. second in command of Mephistomon. Yeah. 
he was he, he he feels like he's in the same vein as, as like the Davis, um, which I guess uh, Shisamon does as well. So that was, that was kind of like a kind of like an interesting like design. They're all based on like Shinto uh, mythology and iconography, yeah. right? I mean, Shisamon basically looks like a Katuramon almost. So right, also voiced by Jameson Price. So <laughs> just saw. um, yeah, no, the I don't know. There was something odd about having. These two really obvious racial stereotypes as like villains, but you know, it's two thousand and one. They what could have used other cool uh, armor Digimon instead of instead of the ones that are you know they've got some yeah. yikes uh, origins. Yeah, they could have done, but oh well. Um, having Satan as the villain though, um, like I say, always a solid choice. If you're in a pinch, just have Satan show up. Um, I found that so interesting. I wonder if that's why they just. I know they were already skipping movies because, like, Revenge of the Bormon didn't get a dub until later, but I wonder if that might be why they wouldn't have dubbed the team's film at the time, because you just... Yeah, I, I feel like attitudes changed fairly quickly in, like, the early 2000s towards religious, like, stuff in children's media uh, in in the in the West as well, anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking of, like... The example that always comes to mind for me is how in Super Smash Bros. Melee they took out the trophy for Tamagon, who is the character from Devil World for the NES. Um, But by the time Brawl came out in 2008, they had uh, the Devil as as an assist trophy. And it was just literally the like called Devil from the game Devil World and he looks like a devil. So it it was like you know Time's changed fairly quickly, I think. Yeah. I think still the satanic panic was still in its death throes. Yeah, it was. But yeah. I think maybe something happened in two thousand and one that kind of took everyone's attention elsewhere, away from satanic panic stuff. Um, anyway, oh. I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> We've done it again. D- dang it! Um, I, I put I put two 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 remarks in my in my notes of there is no way Calamon is running around in that airport or that plane in a post-9-11 yes. world. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That, that little dude is getting it. shot by the air marshal. Yeah, as soon as he God. jumps on the, the flight attendant's face, they're both getting freaking plugged by the marshal. <laughs> Yikes. Calamon shouting, my dad is worth $2 million as he demands a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I want to oh, see a flight attendant duct tape Calamon to the seat. <laughs> Oh, he's just a little baby. <laughs> oh, we okay. So, would you duct tape like, we, his we like, need... torso, or would you duct tape his ears? I would duct tape we... his ears, so he's dangling. Just his there. whole body. <laughs> <laughs> just his whole body. Yes, yeah, just... put him in a duct tape cocoon. You can, also, you can get out once we land. I think I'm done seeing situations where Gilmon has to be like hidden because I don't think they can top this. I don't think they can top the suitcase here where they where they where really can't. That's it, like, it, or, no. It reminds me a lot of the second the second case of Radius Attorney when a character smuggles another on onto a ship by removing all of his luggage <laughs> and replacing it with a friend. Nice. Who hasn't wanted to just put their friend in their in their luggage instead of their actual luggage though? <laughs> Takata's just living just, the dream. It, Gilman just seems to like change size <laughs> a lot in this film, depending on like well, well, early, yeah. early on. Sorry, early on. When, depending when on he's what fighting uh, Scorpiomon, he like turns very big after uh, Takato yes. card swipes the uh, arrow wings, which I can't believe he betrayed Hyper Wings like that. 
Hyperwings has never let you down. Different. Arrowwings are for Aerodramon. You gotta have the branding. I thought it was weird that the wings in this looked very. It looked like he like Gilmore like mutated to like get wings that were like what you would expect wings on. on... If Gilmore had wings, that's what he would look like. Whereas I feel like with the other power-ups, it's more obvious he's just plugged something else onto his body and it's... It's, yeah. it's probably because I think it's probably because Gilmon and the Arrow uh, Dramon line share very similar design language. They're both like... Yeah, fair they're both like, you know, draconic uh, with like similar kinds of like... This is going to sound like a similar like kind of, kinds of skin, <laughs> so... Oh, don't like just, that. So just slapping Aerodramon's wings on his back, that doesn't look out of place compared to, you know, Terriermon <laughs> carrying the Vulcan hammer. Yeah. Also, that's speaking also of um, Digimon using other Digimon weapons, we have Rika giving Renamon Boltmon's axe, which is pretty cool. That was pretty... I liked that a lot. That, that, that whole sequence of the um, oil refinery was a great scene. Yeah, that was... I really love the animation for that because you just have like all these like explosions. Like you have like the like the really bright like reds, and you have like the cool color, the cool dark colors from like Renamon and Rika, and like the the shadowy the dark areas. I think it looks really like that whole section. I was like, wow, like this is really good animation. Yeah, this is a good looking film. I feel yeah. like one thing I think this does quite well, and it kind of stands um, makes it stand apart from the other OVAs that we've had so far is this just looks like a more expensive or sorry not expensive that's the, that's the wrong way to use it's not it's not um it's not really related to quality per se it, it looks more it's more it's more detailed version of the tv show's style like i do feel like there are definitely a lot of moments in this where it does have its own sort of like style and so on and you can tell that they had, had a bit more freedom to play around with things like for example when the divermon show up and they have that fight in, in, and it's nighttime. That that was a cool scene where it, it was, you know, they had all the everything was dark. You know, it was very clearly like nighttime in a rural area. Whereas the nighttime yeah. scenes we've seen in the show have been very like, oh, but the street lamps everywhere. So I don't know. Uh -huh. like, the sky's dark, but Gilmore's just normal color. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. But other than that, it just looked like it looks like the TV show, but like better like much much better um which i feel like you can't say about the other ovas they very much had their own style that's separate from the show um you know like for example the what i'm going to call the hosoda style which we saw in our war game and then again in uh revenge of deal bottom on so so yeah um that was kind of cool i like that yeah no definitely i i this is like a yeah like I appreciate like sort of the these the stylistic directions they take in terms of like the scenery and like the Digimon like that whole the whole stuff with like at the beach at night like I think I thought that was great like I like like the yes. sort of like the the feeling they give to like Divermon and like Scorpiomon like they feel like much more like I'm trying to think of the word like they feel much more there they don't they don't feel like just like a presence. goon as they do like a, a, there's a presence to them yeah yeah that's that's the thing and they, they also it does help that they picked a lot of like thematically appropriate digimon like yeah i know we a lot of the other series have had like scenes where they're underwater or you know at the beach or whatever and yeah you're gonna get your sort of more marine digimon but i don't know they kind of they, it really did fit here um 
Divermon are a lot bigger than I was than I was thinking they were. <laughs> by the way, they were they were portrayed pretty small in uh, Adventure Zero Two, but yeah, like they're they're big boys. Yeah, though I'm not sure if it's just because they're fighting Master Roshi or you know like their their grand their grand has that vibe about him. Uh, he's a very very short man. Well, no, I mean, like, he, I mean, he, like, knocks down Kai, no trouble, also, and just, like, grabs Minami, like, when we saw, like, Divermont in Adventure Zero 2, like, they were, like, very small, like, compared to, like, Kari type of thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I've, I, I quite like the, I just learned that this felt like its own thing, uh, without feeling like it distracted from, or detracted from the main, the main show at all, um. I think by the end it gets a bit off the rails. I think the ending is, I don't know, something about it. Some some stuff works. Like I'm surprised they went with the sort of sad ending for Minami and and uh, Labramon. Yeah, she needs therapy. I also can't stop thinking about how like the whole unleash the vaccine by saying the magic word thing is just the plot from Futurama where they put the <laughs> they put the word activated bomb in Bender. Um, <laughs> He's just trying to guess it. The the end is really funny. How it's like she says May's name while he's disintegrated, and he goes, "Oh, good, that was the password. You win." <laughs> As his last words, <laughs> and it's like it's like so you knew this the entire time, and you didn't tell her. Like you didn't tell her as soon as things started going to crap. I don't know. It's like, oh well, maybe if I'd said it, they they would they would try the Digimon would try and kill you. They're already trying to kill me. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's very specific for uh, Takahito to be like, okay, so how am I going to activate this, this vaccine program? Like, he's like, I could, I could say something, I could type in a command, I could just type in something, hit enter. No, what if I had my daughter go through the trauma of accepting the passing of her dead daughter? Perfect, let's do it. Ship it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's like peak, like, sociopathy from, like, a you know a computer nerd basically <laughs> like it just that's all i can think of is just like yeah this dude i don't know where's their mother like they need it's very clear that this man is not fit to like look after, look after this child um <laughs> i don't know it's like dad i don't i don't want a replacement for my dog what's that i made you a replacement for your dog <laughs> yeah it's like oh i finally i finally accepted my uh replacement for my dog <laughs> And it dies anyway. Like what? What a bubba. I feel like they could have made this a lot like nicer if like he just became a digi egg at the end or something. Like when Patamon, when when Angimon died, it. I don't know. It's just kind of. A, <laughs> she just can't yeah. Catch I feel really bad all. for her. She yeah, has the worst. Time. I do too. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other kids. Digimon, like, they aren't killed uh, or, or, you know, whatever. They get to, like, magically you become ultimate form for no apparent reason, without any blue cards or anything. And um, they have a What's that? Special... Is that the script? <laughs> they have a special fuck-off move. <laughs> they just, they use, they just use Trinity Limit. Yes, they do. I mean, it makes about as much sense as Kingdom Hearts does, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that reference at this time. Um, Sorry, Kingdom Hearts fans, but oh, wait, I um, hate you, and, and I will go there again many times. I, I, I will say, um, in terms of like the Minami, like Mesa, I do like, 
I do appreciate like the weight and emotion they give to her talking to Takano like on the beach like with um the laptop and she's like yeah like my dad made this for me after my dog died and like I kind of hate it it's just stupid data and Takano's like well <laughs> Gilmore's data but that. he's my fr- she's that's basically how she is she's like this is just stupid data and I hate it it will never be my dog <laughs> Yeah, my dad, my dad made for me. It sucks ass. <laughs> just, just my dad like made me this pet, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and all I wanted was a PS2, but no. He had to, I get, got me... A, he had to get me a Bonzi Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Can my you dad made Bonzi Buddy instead of just getting me a PS2. <laughs> yeah, all I wanted, yeah, all I wanted is to play the bouncer, but no. Instead, I had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I told my dad I wanted Final Fantasy X2. I want the dress. He, goes, and he said no. Too early. Too early. He 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 just goes Naomi Nami. Listen, I'm I'm gonna scam so many people with this Bonzi buddy and steal all their data. Then I can buy you a PS2 and the bouncer. <laughs> then we can play. Then we can play Tekken Tag Two. No, Tekken Tag <laughs> One even. But uh, yeah, until then, she, until then she's gonna have to play the she's gonna have to play the demo at uh, I don't know. Super super potato or whatever. Yeah. Tower records. <laughs> Tower records. <laughs> sure, okay, sure yes. But no, I appreciate it because uh, uh, Takata's like, well, Guillermo's data, but he's my friend, and I like that she's like, well, it's not that; it's the fact that it's a replacement. That's like she's like, you can't replace just replace a friend. And I, re- I was like, man, like this is like kind of like deep, and like I really appreciate the emotional like weight they're giving to it. Of like, yeah, like Minami's been through a lot. Like she's still having nightmares about. Uh, her dog trying to save her like yes a lot of trauma for that kid and she like uh talks about like clearly like what she's going through like pretty well like i for a character who was like this like will only ever see her in this like i appreciate like that they gave her something like this that also like works in line with like takato's own emotions and feelings and like motivations type of thing because that's, that's all takato too is like he like nothing would replace Gilmon for him, like obviously. So yeah. there are some parallels, absolutely. I feel like Takato kind of is more of like a generic hero character in this. Like I, I don't think he's not himself or anything. I don't think he ever acts out of character, but he, I don't know. There's some, something of the timidness that he normally has in the show is kind of. I feel like it's a little bit missing here for me. I felt um, like it was a little more amplified. I feel like. I, I guess like when when, thing... when he arrives at Okinawa, he's like, "No, Gilmon, like you're gonna get shot by the riot cops again." Yeah, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's back still to that. sort of like sensitive about that. Yeah, absolutely. But and then, but I, like, I... then he won eighties later on to be like, "We're Digimon, we're Digidestined, like we're gonna stop you." Like, he, yeah, he does like that one eighty of like, "Oh no," and then it's like, "Oh yeah, like we're the best" type of thing. <laughs> I hate that they call themselves Digidestined. Yeah, I. I uh, it's the only time in the series they do it all because of stupid Omnimon. I mean, I love yep. the Omnimon, but like, come on, like they're tamers. <laughs> I think tamers. it's kind of it, the the weird thing about it is it feels intentional. The the one way it would work for me is if it's just a Kato being a nerd because like he hears about Omnimon and he's like, hey, we're kind of like did you just or something? It's like <laughs> I want Rika to like slap him over the head and <laughs> something a door. <laughs> You know, it's like... The other thing I just realized that I find so hilarious... What? So, in Japan, this episode actually aired... Oh, sorry, this episode was... Or this OVA, rather, was 
um, available to watch before the episodes where um, Carriermon and Renamon get their ultimates. What? So imagine seeing this in like a pop-up theater in Japan and seeing that jank-ass ultimate evolution sequence <laughs> and that's your yeah and that's the first time you've ever seen these forms before <laughs> to be fair rapidmon's uh evolution in this one was way better than in the show it was just it's, by it's like theme. five seconds of him yeah. like anamorphing from gargomon into rapidmon and it's way better than the awful cgi he got <laughs> that that last frame of of cgi wargalmon posing with um, Dalmon and Rapidmon though is is the funniest thing ever. It looks so bad. Like it looks like a fan composite, not like an official thing that actually aired in a moderately budgeted OVA. They should have given. Um, I I get why they thought it would be better or more impressive or something if they didn't. But if they if they included the CG uh, Wargramon sequence still, but no, they should have just they should have just done two D sequence for Wargramon. Like Rapidmon's is better by default. Dalmon gets the short end of the stick because her sequence in the show is so like it's just a gorgeous sequence. Um, yeah. In this, it's nothing like it's very nondescript. So kind of kind of like a weird like balancing there. And then Wargramon, yeah, he just sticks out like a sore thumb because I don't know. And they also it's also just doing a thing where it's like it's it's centering like the main. Look, Takato's the main character, but I appreciate his like the way he's centered in the show much more than so than like how they do with Tai in the Avengers stuff, as an example. Like where Tai is centered more because like Agumon is popular, basically. That's kind of the approach there. Takato's centered more in this because he's kind of more like an. I feel like he's meant to be more of like an audience proxy, and also his like arc is basically entirely shown throughout this show whereas like Henry and Rikers is kind of like picking up from a point after it's already started if you know what I mean like we get yeah. flashbacks for Henry and we get like Rika has been doing her thing with Renamon for a while but yeah so I I think this gets a bit more towards the scene when they do stuff like this it just feels more like the tie sort of thing where they are like hey look how cool Grauman is oh we even gave him like a flashy CG animation it's like Toy Story or whatever and it's just like no, don't you don't need to do that, especially in retrospect. It's kind of weird because I'm like ragging on something that happened twenty years ago, and like saying doesn't it look crap now. But like I can appreciate this stuff sometimes, and <laughs> this is not one of those times. So, yeah, I I, I get what you mean. Yeah, um, I I don't know. Sometimes just just to speak on the animation sometimes that cti animation is like really good in a bad is really good in a bad way like you know like the the warp evolution sequences and sometimes just really bad in a bad way like uh the stuff we've seen in tamers so far yeah that stuff maybe yeah it doesn't really work as well in tamers um yeah it kind of works more in adventure because like also it helps in adventure the evolution sequences they had were just hilarious um I'm mainly thinking of like Imperial Drummond bombing a castle or whatever, it, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I, they're not really doing it for me in this show, which is a shame. Yeah, Scrafty, I'm interested in knowing about like differences between the sub and the dub you picked up in this because there, there are not one... a whole lot to be honest. Huh. They are pretty faithful. 
Yeah, like, I'm, I'm looking at my notes, and most of them are just minor dialogue changes that don't matter a whole lot. There's, like, obviously some cultural stuff that I had to look up from um, Okinawa culture. Like, right. when yeah. um, when Takato first meets um, Kai's grandpa, he says a phrase which in Okinawa basically means, now that we've met, we're family, which is, your, you know, your way of saying, like, you know, we're going to look after you or whatever. And oh, that's... Aww. Like yeah, that. so it, it, he also says it to um, Minami when she when she joins them as well. So it's like, you know, very hospitable, charitable uh, guy. Um, like I said, they cut Too out... Too bad like, we'll a... never see her again. <laughs> uh, they cut out like a three-minute sequence of um, Takato and Kai fishing, and uh, Kai stabbed an octopus with a harpoon on screen, so maybe that's partially why they cut it out. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, honestly, there isn't, there, there aren't, like, a, a significant amount of changes other than the things that they, you know, they, they fully cut out. Uh, they cut out the credit sequence in the dub, which is a shame, because it is really cute. I am constantly amazed that, like, they have the full-on Japanese logo, like, at the beginning there, and so on. Um, and when this would have aired on, like, Disney XD or whatever in America. Like, I don't know what time it aired, to be fair, but, um... It just strikes me as like really, really unusual, I guess, and oddly, oddly like. Obviously, I don't think there's any problem with doing with showing that on TV, but I can just imagine some exec being like, "God damn it, can't we have like gotten rid of the moon speak or whatever?" You know, it's like that kind of like insensitive sort of thing, um, which, you know, people would have shied away from. Like you had that stuff scrubbed out of the show previously, and other shows like this. So it was kind of, you know, I know it was like four years later or whatever, but it just, yeah, I'm surprised they do that. But it might just be because it's cheaper not to not to mess with it. I guess the money the money probably won out there. I would have to imagine. Yeah. Uh. So the fun thing though is that this isn't the last we'll see of Kai though, but it is the last we'll see of him with uh, Yuri Lowenthal voicing him. Oh God! Yeah. Next time he shows up is going to be painful, isn't it? It's everyone's favorite Digimon voice actor. Oh, really? Wait, where does he show? Where does he show up? Is it in he, he shows up Locomon? basically at the end of the series, episode fifty, or like episode uh, something in fifty, forty-nine and oh, okay. fifty. I forgot. Maybe it's because like this didn't originally make much of an impression on me the first time I watched it, but yeah, I just totally forgot that. Well, I mean, like the first the first time you watch the end of the series, this thing wasn't even in America yet, so. Oh, well, true. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, because I only watched this for the first time in 2013 or whatever. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, as in Tamers, I only watched Tamers for the first time in like 2015. So, uh, or 2013, you. But wait, is is Kai voiced by? Is he voiced by Vic? No, it's it's um it's uh, Davis's voice actor. Oh. The return of Brian Donovan. I thought it was like you were talking about someone problematic or something. I didn't realize you meant no, just <laughs> no, just not great. <laughs> That's a shame. Maybe he'll do better. I don't remember like him in this at all, so maybe he'll do better. I'm not expecting it, but I can hope. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, good on them for like upgrading the voice actor <laughs> when they chose to dub it. When they chose to finally dub this film. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, they knew better. <laughs> Can I just say though, how come Gilmon gets like one shot, uh, ultimate level in Scorpiomon, 
but Renamon can barely like hold off uh, Blue Maramon, who is also an ultimate level. It's called sexism. <laughs> they were getting. They were already ready with the with the frontier sexism. Exactly. It's their it's their, their test run. This really isn't Rika's film, like at all. Well, yeah, but I mean, Renamon is stronger than Gilmon. I mean, that's that's the extent to which this is not Renamon's film. <laughs> they don't give her any shine whatsoever. So, yeah, which is which is a shame, because obviously, you know, that's not how the show has been um, made. Uh, you might even we'll say Tamers is the Tamers is was was the most progressive show of its era. It had the most diversity of <laughs> any show fuck? at the time. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that quote was. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, seriously though, I, I like I, I wish they kind of fed that stuff over to this as well, but. Yeah, you know, yeah. We'll, 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 I guess we've got Locomon coming up, which is like I my memories of that are incredibly thin. But if you say it's more, that's more I've never even seen Locomon. So. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I remember it being weird, um, and also just kind of like completely not interested in the canon of the show <laughs> whatsoever. Um, so yeah, we've got that to look to look forward to. I don't have much more to say about this. Does anyone else have any sort of final thoughts or anything like that? Like, let me, I... let me look at my notes. Um, oh, yeah, I have a question. So, if Chiasamon is a legendary guardian, then how would they know what Labramon is? Because he's like, oh, he digivolved into Labramon. It's like, he never even said his name. Like, does oh. Takato <laughs> like, yeah, have, like, point. magic powers? Also, how do they know that, like, it's Mephistomon, like, digivolved into Golfmon? It's like, oh, no, that's Golfmon. Oh, it's no, to, it's the, like... He only says that in the dub where he's canonically familiar with, uh, <laughs> with the species, I guess. I, I mean, I guess, but it's like, it's Mephisto, like, Mephistomon is clearly, like, a cosmic level threat in the dub. Like, he's, he's <laughs> transcending dimensions. Um, why Golfmon? I think it's supposed to be like the like the, the gulf is like the void in Christian mythology. Yeah, I I, I looked it oh, up and it's I basically see. just like the abyss or the void. Interesting. Mephisto, can I just say Mephisto Mon like has a really good design. He's just he's just he's it a really good. Yeah, man. like it, yes, it's weird, but its proportions almost remind me of like a puppet in a way. Yeah, like it's very oh, lanky. Yeah, it's got like it's like a, it feels like a really weird like Muppet. Like a really like if like you know like how like Dark Crystal and stuff has like the really weird like puppets made that like they're made by the Henson uh, studio or whatever, but they're very clearly not Muppets. It's kind of like that vibe. Like if if Jim Henson made a Digimon and he's like, okay, Mister Henson, we need you to make an evil Digimon. And he's like, I got this, and then he makes Mephistomon. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a solid design. Uh, yeah, I, I like the body horror aspects. Good, good throwaway villain. Well, not far away, but I mean, far away in the sense that it's only used here. Maybe it shows up later in another series or something, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, far away in the sense of, like, yeah, it's used here, and it's it's good at what it does. But, uh, yeah, I do feel like by the end, by the time they're doing their, like, Trinity attack, it's just nonsense. So it's, it's kind of a shame it falls apart at the end. Oh, yeah, he shows up in uh, Adventure 2020, so that's a thing, I guess. Uh, okay, interesting. The... I find it so strange. Like they do a good job of building up the villains as like quite threatening. Like mainly because like the first time you see like antagonistic Digimon in this, like they are chasing after 
a small child on a jet ski, <laughs> like, um, which which is which is funny. But then like you have there's like a genuinely unsettling scene where it's when it's when um, uh, Henry and Terryman are waiting for the boat to come in to like go go to where to catch And that boat just straight up explodes. Yeah, the boat just explodes. That's just That's like a terrorist rad. attack or something. Like what the hell's up with that? Like it's so weird. Uh, but Beatrice just Sorry. straight up blew up that boat. It yeah, is really weird that like, that boat just exploded. To be fair, it is vi- well, yeah, but it, it's vicious. Like it's it's really uh, really cruel, cruel, unusually cruel, uh, even for you know some of the stuff we've seen from the Digimon in the show so far. Um, so it's just a good job of like setting them up as like villains and so on. And I wish they had just gone a bit further with it. Like I said, in terms of their relationship or whatever it is. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but you know, their yeah, their relationship with um, Minami's father, the the creator of the V pets. Speaking they, of relationships, yeah, uh, yeah. The Takato, no, no, no. The Takato and the Minami stuff is very again. It like kind it's of just like two odd. seconds, and he's like, "Ooh, ooh a cute girl says I'm nice or whatever," and I'm like, "Dude, it's very arbitrary. Jerry is right there." Yeah, it is like the most arbitrary. It's like, oh, Takato saw a girl and thought she was cute, and now we're going to like ship tease them. But like, Jerry is right there; she's not going to appreciate that. Maybe that's why the ends of uh, the end of Digimon Tamers happens as it does because she found out about uh, Takato's Okinawa vacation. Hmm. Makes you think. Possibly. Last okay. Last thing I have. Um. So what? Is that underground, like, underwater nuclear base? And why did it have missile launchers and lasers? It's best not to think that's, too much about it. <laughs> that's just where you develop software. That's how the VFETs were made. Okay. They're nuclear-powered, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes yes. sense. Well, it's, yeah, like I say, if, if, any, if you're going to have nuclear-powered Digimon, I guess this is the show for it. You got, like, the little Fallout New Vegas, like, Rad's counter, like, ticking up as, like, your whole, <laughs> as you're feeding your VPET. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I said early on that I was like, oh, like it's I'm not, not deep. like, it's not deep. I, I think it's, I think it's good. I don't think it's like great. Like it's, it's a fun romp. I think I should say, that's how I'll classify this. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. So um, yeah. Don't do we have any read email this week? Uh, we have exactly one email. Yeah. Which is not nice. about this. It's about what we talked about last time we did a podcast. So do oh, we want to yeah! talk about that now? <laughs> Get oh, no. Hype. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Let's, it, uh, try, do I need to break out like the sound effect board again? You might have to, yeah. Yes. So all, all it says is, did you folks know that Kanaka liked anti-mask uh, Trump rally tweets on Twitter? Uh, he also liked a bunch of tweets calling lefties deranged. He's going totally weirdo. I am, though. I need to know. Are are those are those things he's done since this all kicked off, or is this like a mix of both? Previous. Uh, well, I'm we've fact said checking what, right now. Yeah, please fact check. But we, I think we've said what we said about him. Um, I I think my my thing that I said last week about um, not last week but last episode about you know he's fully got capacity to stop being a dumbass. Um, if he wants to, uh, and if he doesn't want to, then you know he's free to do that as well. But you know, stop with the. Well, you know, I don't want him to be continually spreading 
misinformation. I think that's the that's the only thing I would like demand of him at the end of the day uh, is just to you know stop doing the shit that's actually going to keep getting people killed. But um, you know, so if he wants to like dumbass tweets, then I don't really give a shit to be honest. But uh, I am slightly disappointed is not the right word because I kind of half expected this, but um, you know. I would have liked to have been pleasantly surprised and see him just sort of vanish, you know, in t- in terms of his opinions on things. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I said, I- I'm kind of... Yeah, I- I- he's... We were all very tired. We were all very tired last week, and I think I continue to be tired of him. It was nice. It was nice to watch something this week without any presence of him whatsoever. I even checked all the credits. I'm pretty sure he had zero to do with this, which good. So, uh, update. The last stuff that he liked in regards to uh, deranged lefties and anti-mask stuff was from August of the 3rd. His most recent like was uh, August 8th and it was an Olympics thing, so... Okay. But thank you for the email anyways because I can still... I can can, uh, break out the soundboard again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and a, a good ob- one last Obra of this guy stinks for the road. Um, and I think yeah. maybe maybe we we'll just leave it for now until he like you know does anything particularly drastic again. Give it give it a good give it a good fart with reverb as well. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. no, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna do stick that. those he right doesn't... here. Oh, he does not deserve the fart with reverb. That is a, that is a, a special noise. Um, <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. But no, I, I I do think that maybe we draw a line in the sand for now, um, and say no, Kanaka. You know, we ain't talking about this, this dude. Yeah, and if he does anything like actually like wild or whatever, or he I don't know gets involved in legal drama or something, or or hell, if he does end up being involved with like a new show or something, then yeah, obviously we'll, I think that's probably where we pick up. But I don't think we need to be scouring his tweets for more signs of what we. The Novacast emergency broadcast system is officially shut down for the time being. Yeah, don't yeah. jinx and, it. And... Don't jinx it, Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, we, we've got technically like a whole season of emergency broadcasts when we get to the frontier, right? <laughs> <laughs> based on based on what you've said so far, I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be that's gonna be a fun ride. Yeah, it'll. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm glad someone is. <laughs> fun. Sorry. With really big air quotes. Anyways, thank you for that email. Um, who sent that email? Uh, that was from uh, Helden Flare. Thank you for okay. that email. Yeah, for letting you. us know that uh, Konaka is still whack. <laughs> Always good. To, it's he's still on his bullshit. Yeah, not even the good time. If you want to hear our entire episode about how Kanaka stole on his bullshit, that's uh, available right now to listen to. Yep. OVA4, Novacast Emergency Broadcast System. I had a lot of fun with that, I just gotta say. Yeah, I did too, despite everything. Anyway. Again, I'm I'm glad someone did. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think I had a lot of fun with this one as well. Yeah, in a much different way. Yeah. It's crafty. If someone wants to send in some reader mail, because we're coming up on some big stuff. We got the sort of end of the core Deva arc coming up. We're going to be hitting the digital world soon. Digimon Tamers is about to to get even wilder. Where can they send stuff to? If you want to send us some uh, emails talking about how hog wild the show's about to get, <laughs> you can send those to 
diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I-Novacast at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on Twitter, which is at diginovacast. Our, our DMs are fully open if you want to check those out. Or you can just tweet at us. Either one works, whatever you're most comfortable with. We just love hearing from fans. Uh, we got a couple of banger tweets taken off right now, so who knows? Maybe we'll get some more, uh, <laughs> some more listeners on this one. And if you that pilot canonically watched Shrek on that plane, I'm just saying. If uh, so, yeah. If you're one of those people who who started listening because of said banger tweets, welcome. We hope you enjoy your stay <laughs> here, and um, yeah, we hope that you'll you can look forward to more um, audio ship posting. Can I just say, uh, I still think my all time favorite tweet that we put on the account and it wasn't one that i did it was one that scrafty did so i'm not i'm not um you know i'm not <laughs> pat my own back here or anything uh, it's still that one with the uh, the flute uh Ari Kenny Mon. that's really good <laughs> God, i'm, yeah, I'm glad like... someone liked that because i'm really embarrassed at how poorly edited it was in retrospect because <laughs> oh, I, didn't I was zoom, good i didn't zoom in on the timeline enough so like certain frames have like weird stutters and stops at the end but i'm, I'm glad that someone did like it <laughs> Maybe I should go retweet that just to just just to, to get over my uh, my shame. Get that SEO up. <laughs> so, Scrafty, it's been a little while since we've convened in the studio. Uh, there's an asterisk by the word studio. The studio, of course, meaning uh, our computers. What have you been up to? Where can we find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at Scrafty Devil. Uh, lately, I have. Basically, just been playing Greatest Eternity with my girlfriend because that game is like phenomenally good, and watching like sitting next to someone as they experience it for the first time is like crack for me. Like it's such a good experience. I love feeding off of people's reactions and energy so much. So it's it's been a really fun time. Like playing both games back to back with the benefit of of hindsight and knowledge makes it so much more clear how incredibly well done the foreshadowing and um like setup those games do because there's stuff introduced in the very first case of the very first game that don't pay off until the last case of the second game and i think that's kind of brilliant oh hell Ooh, that's yes. exciting that's oh, some good ready. takumi that's some good takumi storytelling right there that's yeah that's yeah what he does well yeah, there there is a throwaway line in the first case of the first game that ends up becoming astronomically important. <laughs> and I, oh, I really wow. love that. Oh kind of no. Stuff. I don't remember the lines from that. I'm doomed. It's okay. They they will do a flashback to it. But it, Oh, like, phew, thank God. I was like, oh, I am so screwed. I am never gonna appreciate this. It it is super, super good though. Like I'm I'm having a ball with it. The official localization is really good. A few iffy choices aside. I'm you know, I'm not hundred percent happy with some of the decisions they made with it, but on the whole, much, much better experience than I had with um, the very rudimentary live translation that a friend helped me with way back in 2015. Way, way better than the the fan translation by Scarlet Study, which puts in a lot of racism and slurs that weren't there before and makes it a vastly <laughs> uncomfortable yeah. read. And okay, yeah. I so I just finished Case 4. Case 4 is pretty racist. Yeah, but like that's kind of the point. No, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I would not want to experience that, but, like, with some, like, chud, like, adding slurs for funsies. Yeah, so every, basically, every time Prosecutor Van Zeeks says Nipponese in the official localization, he'll place that with a racial slur, and that's what he's oh, saying in the train translation. wow, that's... Rubbish. Yeah, it's... Rubbish. It's big yikes. 
It's big yikes. If you have the choice between supporting the fan translation and the official localization, even with the issues I have with the official localization here and there, it's still a much better written experience overall, and it's not gonna, you know, make people stop playing because of how horrifyingly awful their word choices are. Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing that. the actual game. (laughs) The actual game. It seems great. Yeah, Uh, it is is excellent. I think I would like also like to once again implore people to play both games before you form an opinion because some people finish the first game and they go, eh, that was kind of mid because it's set up. It's like watching the first half of a movie and then stopping it and going, I didn't get it. <laughs> like, these are more more so than most sequels I've ever seen in my entire life. One story. And if you experience the first game with a second game, you're experiencing the setup without the payoff. And if you experience the second one without the first one, you're, you're just experiencing the payoff with no setup. So either way, you're robbing yourself of a, a complete experience. So play both of them back to back. Just treat it like it's one super long visual novel instead of two shorter ones. And uh, yeah, you'll have a great time with it. Aside from that, um, we've also been binging uh, The Owl House, which is a very good animated show that started uh, last year, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, it It is phenomenal. Like, this is like a lot of the same creatives involved in this worked on Gravity Falls before. So it's got like a similar kind of tone and humor to it. If you like Gravity Falls, you will like this show. I'm going to actually like it better than Gravity Falls because of a lot of the creativity of it. But most importantly, I think this is one of the best things to its benefit. It is a show about a magical witch school that takes every single chance it can get to relentlessly dump on Harry Potter for being really stupid. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> oh that's a that's a sell. That's a good it's, sell. It's uh, great. Yeah, me. like they they make, they make fun of you know you know uh, why would you ever want a, a caste system that sorts you into one of four houses and determines their entire rest of your life when you're a, when you're a child <laughs> or also why. Why is one of them the, the Nazi house? The evil house. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. one of the evil house? Um, yeah. And there's there's a point like straight up where I can't prove it's a J.K. Rowling reference, but they they mention uh, a famous author <laughs> has been uh, literally roasted for for her opinions, and then they show like someone like roasting on a spit while spitting out like <laughs> conspiracy theories. That's great. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. It's it's very very good. I, I liked it a lot. It's, Where we, that's, we just a, finished, that's a show I need to get to one day. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we just finished season one. Um, it's Season one was 19 episodes. Season two, so far, is 10 episodes. So we're looking forward to getting through season two and getting all caught up soon. It's going to be murder waiting to watch it week by week, because some of these episodes have really, really good cliffhangers at the end. Ooh. See, I, I, I can't manage that, so you're, you're braver than I am. Yeah, it's... It's been good. It's been it's been a good time. Uh, aside from those two, I haven't been doing a whole lot. I've been doing a lot of relaxing since I'm on kind of a, a forced vacation right now. My my work is renegotiating contracts uh, all this month, so we're we're not doing a whole lot of actual work, um, which is you know on the one hand nice because I haven't gotten any extended time off since like January, but on the other hand is not so nice because I need money. But you know you take the good with the bad with this kind of stuff. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully things work out well and easy though for you. Yeah, I mean, I've got a good amount of savings. I could, I could last like half a year without getting paid if I had to. Oh, good. So, uh, what about you, Tom? Where, where have you been? What can we? Uh... Let me rephrase that. I, I mixed up my sentence there. <laughs> Here, give that over again. What, what have you been up to, and where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Cordman Hot, um, and I have been up to. 
Um, yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks since we last recorded. Um, obviously, you know, I've moved in to a new place and just getting sorted with that. So I think I'm at a point now where I, well, I'm at, definitely at a point now where I feel comfortable with everything. But yeah, I'm still getting used to like the notion of having my own place, which is very good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, also going back into the office now to work. So that's fun. I guess it has its ups and downs. Uh, I'm double vaccinated, so I guess that's cool. Uh, but uh, well, no, that, that is obviously cool, but like it doesn't necessarily assuage all my concerns about going into the office again. Anyway, it's it's so you know there's there's that, but hey ho, that's the world we live in, I guess, right now. So not much you can do about it other than you know wear a mask, wash my hands, all that, all that stuff. So um, other than that. I have been playing a few things. I finished Neo the Warden's Review, um, which is a cracking game. I, I'm, that's a game that just gets better and better and better. God, I, I want to play that so badly, but I, I need to prioritize No More Heroes 3 first, otherwise I'll go crazy. Yeah. I prioritize this because, like, the Warden's Review, the original DS version, is, like, legitimately like a top five game for me. Like I, I love it to pieces. I think it's the best thing Square's done outside of Chrono Trigger. I, I just think it's absolutely fantastic. And I have been waiting for a sequel for the longest time. Didn't think it'd ever happen. Amazed it happened. I think it wouldn't have happened if it didn't have someone like Tetsuya Nomura, uh, like championing it, championing it internally. Um, but we got a sequel. It's very, very good. I don't. It's not as good as the original. Um, I don't See, think I have to that, disagree with you. I don't think it was, I know a lot of people think it is better. I think a lot for me, a big part of why I love the original, amongst many other things about it, is part of the way it uses the DS, which is a console that I adore. And nothing like No More Heroes. Sorry, No More Heroes. That's a different game. <laughs> the Women's Review uses the DS like nothing else. Like it is completely just engrossed with that system's like control setup and so on and I love it to pieces for that as well as you know the writing the, the like the world building music style everything um and pretty much all of that is maintained in neo um the plot is I, I, I think it starts out there's kind of like a weird slump of, of like the first third like towards the end of the first the game split into three weeks and like towards the end of the first week I think it's kind of like Oh, it was kind of like spinning its wheels a bit, I found. But then it quickly, like, really picks up speed and it just kind of keeps going and going and going from there. Um, I'm replaying it now or, like, you know, doing the extra, like, post-game content, of which there's quite a lot. So I'm finding that really fun. Um, I think it's a damn good game. I think it's probably... Square's been on a decent run um, and I think this is yet another, like, really, really good game, like from them um so i've been playing that um i do have the great ace attorney on my list as well uh, i got the physical version thankfully there was a uk site that was selling physical copies like imported from the us so that was actually quite nice so i picked that up um so i'll get started with that at some point other than that though i've been playing the uh, I've been playing the Sega Picross game, so I'm, I'm usually I usually have one Picross game on the on the go at a time. But uh, the Sega one that they came out with, kind of that I'm just playing that one now, kind of 
dropped whatever else I was playing or replaying, I forget which. Uh, and that's quite fun to like do a progress puzzle and then be like, oh shit, I was like filling in a grid and hey, there's like Joe Mushashi from uh, Revenge of Shinobi or hey, here's Metal Sonic from Sonic CD or whatever. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and it has Fantasy Zone music, so, you know, that's always great. Um, beyond that, uh, I don't know, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. AEW's continuing to be extremely fun. Um, the CM Punk comeback uh, show from yesterday is, like, one of my favourite things I've seen from, from it, that company. So it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Um, and I would encourage everyone else to give it a go i guess it's just a lot of fun um and that's about it i think sloan you said you had some thoughts about neo so i'll get to them yeah well I, that's kind of all my stuff that i've been up to at the moment um i've got to ask you scrafty have you watched the cm punk show yet i unfortunately haven't yet no no, I, this is always my answer if you ask if I've if I watched wrestling stuff. It's because I like to let it build up a lot, so I can watch like a lot in one one afternoon or whatever. Fair enough. Well, there's a lot to watch, but that's yeah. like that's like I don't know, twenty minutes or something. So I've heard really good things about it, and I I know that Punk is like basically committing to to stick yes. with um, AEW after this, which is very exciting. Yes, he is in it. He is he is back for the long haul. Um, which is great because, and he seems like genuinely really excited, like really, he seems happy, which is just crazy to me, considering like how much he was like kind of painted as like this curmudgeon for like the longest time, but like rightfully so, like a rightful, you know, he had every right to be pissed off and so on. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like it's like, um, the his like, like the last night he was at WWE when he would he just sat down and did like this long spiel. About like how the company and the fans mistreated him. Like, I don't, I don't blame him at all for that. He's one hundred percent right. Yeah, and he just, he just kind of like dig on them a bit, as you'd expect. But it's, it's more from the perspective of like that was a mistake. <laughs> let's try, let's start over. Um, yeah. So that was, it was great, and you know, it's just great. It's just, it's just really fun to see that many people are excited about something. It's very easy to be cynical about the things that you like, and I think that's why. I don't know, it feels like it feels like wrestling for me exists in that same sort of space as like something like Digimon does, which is sounds a bit weird, but it's that kind of thing where it's like if you're still into it at this point, it's because you actually genuinely give a shit about it and then you can't really afford to be ironic or whatever about it. Like you actually have to kind of wear your heart on your sleeve in some effect and it's really hard to do that with wrestling sometimes, but Stuff like this kind of makes it a lot easier when everyone is just simultaneously super jazzed about this guy who got like a raw deal finally getting, you know, to shine again in his own way. Um, so, yeah, it's, it was really cool. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll pass over to you, Sloan. So uh, how, what have you what have you been doing? Uh, well, I think I know a little bit about what you've been doing, <laughs> but uh, what have you been doing and where can we find you? You can find me at Slonerset. I finished Neo the Rollins with you. I'm going to be just straight up honest. That is easily in my top games of all time. This is probably going to be like a contender for game of the decade already for me. Like, I know we are still many years out, but that's how good this game is. And I'm like, I'm still thinking about it like every day. Uh, all the stuff it does, like all the twists, like it's all very earned. The characters are great. The writing is fantastic. Like the music 
superb. Like, I just love that game so much. And I I really wish I could just erase all my memories of it and just replay it again for the first time. Like, because it's, <laughs> it's so good. Like, you know, I haven't yeah. played uh, The Rollins With You, like, the original in a long time. So, like, maybe I should play that. Like, maybe I should dig out, like, my DS and my copy and just, like, try that. But, no, like, that game is just so in- incredible to me. And uh, it's a very special game. Yeah. I've also been playing uh, Great Ace Attorney, so I'm on beginning of Case 5 in the first game, so we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm liking it so far. Uh, there are points where I'm just, like, kind of, like, like, I think it's, like, partway through, like, the, the trials is when, like, I really get amped up, but, but you know, like, I'll see how Case 5 goes, and I'm going to go straight into 2, so I'm, I, I am enjoying it very much, though, so we'll, we'll see, but... It's it's been very strong. I love the music in it too. It's very good. A lot of games with good music this year. Very nice to be an enjoyer of music. Is this your first Ace Attorney game? No, I've I've played um, I've played two, three, four, five. Yeah. Wait, you haven't played you haven't played the first one. I haven't played the, I haven't played the first one. Wow. Okay, that's that's interesting. Because I I um... start I started with two and then I just went on from there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, one one is one is really good. But yeah, but yeah I, it might, I'll it get, might seem I'll a get bit to like... it one day. And I, I and I mean like I've watched like let's plays of it and stuff, so like I know, but like I haven't played it. So Oh, okay, right. That 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 makes that changes yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Right, okay. Yeah, if you if you if you've yeah. watched it, I guess. Um I often have to remind myself I haven't actually played um some games like Persona 4 comes to mind. <laughs> it's like a game that I I've technically played a little bit, but mostly when I think I've played it, I'm actually like, oh no, I just watched the enjoyments with on Giant Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's actually how I absorb that game. Um and then the Me same thing. You need to like, get back a- to my endurance run rewatch that I stopped at like episode like seventy or something. Yeah, that's that's a commitment. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a commitment. In terms of other stuff though, I've been getting back into Cook Serve Delicious, uh two and three. Those games are great. Like they are so stressful, but like they're also very relaxing because of the stress. No, nope. like you're just you're doing so sense. much. Like you're you're constantly <laughs> like doing stuff, but like you get in a rhythm and a groove at a certain point, and like oh, it's it's very it's very nice. I, I actually I wasn't liking uh, Cook Serve Delicious three for a while because like it's like sitting in a food truck and you sort of like queue up orders beforehand and like you have to like make stuff like that to like all salt, serve them at once. And I was like, oh, like I just don't know how I'm feeling about it. And I'm kind of cheesing if I make like doing like easy to make foods so that way I can just sell them all at once. But I'm starting to like it more, and it's it's a it's a good game. I still think two is the best one in my opinion, but. Those those are fun games. If you like cooking type games, with like very and it's it, it is very frenetic, like frantic gameplay though. So there is that, but they're good games. I I like them a lot. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, uh, Trubigans has been making those like continuing to truck along, making those games ever since. Like because I remember him from back on back on Neogaf back in the day, and he was like right. making the giant bomb threads and stuff and other stuff and. Um, and yeah, he just went on to make those games, and yeah, good. That's a nice little success story there. So yeah, um, they're yeah. very good. good I, I I enjoy them a lot. I don't know what uh, Chubbigans is up has been up to recently. I feel like he's been working on something non Cook Serve Delicious related. Oh wow! So who knows? Great I'm excited world. for it. <laughs> yeah, that. But that's I've also been playing Picross. But aside from that, I'm pretty sure that's all I've been up to. 
yeah i haven't been up to, i mean we've had we've had some some nice time off so it's like that's when i was like beating neo neo the rollings with you that's when i was playing grace's ace attorney grace ace attorney you play the ace attorney named grace <laughs> uh, i think that's a good sign that we're wrapping this up Next time on the NovaCast, episodes 22 and 23, we're going to be trotting along to that. That's 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 is, that's good pig pun. Trotters. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> I can't remember what happens in the episodes, so, you know. We get we oh. get uh Scrafty's favorite Deva, so It is my favorite Deva. I, li- I like them a lot. We also get more French you just think they're neat, monkey boy or whatever. That that whatever that kid is about, I believe. So. Oh yeah, so, yeah, the anime Caillou. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, episodes twenty two and twenty three. Next time, uh, this was the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Bye bye. Thank you, everyone.